This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 819 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today we have Good Neighbor Vanessa Cameron. She's with Engel and Volker's Old Naples. Vanessa, how are you doing? I'm doing great today. Thank you. Well, thanks for being a part of the show. And, uh, You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess uh, just... Just little current events here. Hopefully, uh, when listeners are listening to this podcast months, years from now, and they go, what will right. we be? And I, I vaguely remember that. We were uh, uh, talking about the state of real estate at the moment. It's like, it seems like like every, almost every other month, there's like something new going on. It's COVID. It's the, you know, yes. the after COVID craziness. And now everyone looking for a rental home or a new home because of the damage from Ian. So, uh, right. You got a lot going on. I do. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's start Vanessa with, uh, what you're doing in the Southwest Florida, uh, marketplace, uh, real, uh, real estate, uh, real estate wise. Okay. Well, um, I think the market has definitely shifted. We were in the pandemic pricing where home prices were going up pretty dramatically and obviously it was not sustainable. We had homes selling in two days with multiple offers, well over the asking price and buyers very frustrated because they could not get a home. And of course, as you know, the Fed has started raising interest rates in order to calm the economy down. Um, And so that has impacted buyers quite a bit. They've lost a lot of their buying power. And sellers are now trying to adjust to a new pricing environment in terms of not being having multiple offers in in two days. (laughs) Things have slowed way down. And so my job is to really try to educate both sides about where we are now and what your realistic choices are, whether you're buying or selling. And of course, now we have Hurricane Ian. And so I think we're going to see lots of displaced local residents looking for rentals just in time for peak season of people coming from colder places to enjoy the warmth of Southwest Florida. So it's, um, it's challenging for sure. And we're all, anybody who's in real estate is, is scrambling around trying to help clients as best we can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. We not only have, you know, obviously the local folks uh, who were displaced, but then you have uh, an influx of uh, vacationers that, you know, we're going to rent for a month or a season or a few weeks. And in Mm -hmm. many cases, uh, their, their vacation has disappeared. Uh, So, um, right. Perfect storm. It really is. (laughs) No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So what about your journey into real estate? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's an interesting story. Um, I was in oil and gas for 30 oh, years. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I uh, grew up in Connecticut. I moved to Colorado in 1986 and met and married my husband, who was in oil and gas as well. And he kind of turned me on to a career in the industry, which is, was fantastic. Very exciting, interesting. Hmm. Um, commodities-based business, lots of cycles, kind of reminds you of real estate, yeah, right? Yeah. And so the pandemic came along and um, all my clients just went away. There were no more oil and gas rigs drilling and that meant I didn't have any work. And so I was in Wyoming at the time and I had a friend 
there who said, you know, you really ought to get your real estate license. You'd be really good at it. And I thought, well, I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> I uh, came back down to Denver to help my daughter during the pandemic to stay with her. So I plugged in my earphones and I got my real estate. I took the classes, took the test, got my license. And then I interviewed some brokers because you have to decide who you want to hang your license with. Mm. And so I, I chose Anglin Bokers really because they're a global brand. They have wonderful training and mentoring programs in place and just the best marketing platform you could ask for. I mean, our marketing is just fantastic and great people to work with. So I actually interviewed with them in Jackson Hole. They have a, a, a shop in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which has more wildlife than people. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful place, of course. Um, real estate's very tight because there just aren't many. There's not much private land on which to build homes. It's all pretty much owned by the federal government. So anyway, yeah. I got my license and worked Western Wyoming for probably a year and a half, almost two years, uh, which was a great career. I had a ball. I met people. I, I figured out that I'm not only am I kind of a nerd with numbers and contracts and details, but I also love to talk to people. Mm. And you can't be in real estate without enjoying talking to people because that's a lot of what you do. Yeah. But I also understood a lot of the contracts and the details of of dealing in commodities, um, being in oil and gas for so long. So it was really a natural transition. And uh, so far, I'm loving it. Wow. Wow. And then how did you end up in Florida? Well, that's a great question. Um, my mom is 94. And she was needing more help. You know, mm. her health is starting to fail. Uh, her, mentally, she's sharp as a tack. So it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, physically, yeah. it's just, you know, the body gives out. And then her sister who lives a mile away, uh, was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. Mm. So that was a tremendous blow to my mom. They're very close. And um, I just knew that I had been gone for 35 years out West, loving the life there. And since I had my real estate license and I worked for a global brand, Anglin Volkers, I could transfer to Florida. So indeed, that's what I decided to do. So I kept my house in Wyoming. Summers are glorious there. Winters are tough, but it's the opposite here. So, wow. <laughs> so I figured out how to make it work, yeah. and it's it's been challenging, but it's it's been great. Yeah. I, I really I've been enjoying it. So. Yeah, wow, yeah, it must be a beautiful place. Oh, it is. You and must visit. Yeah, I really would recommend it. <laughs> I'll put it on my list. Absolutely. <laughs> so, how about when it comes to mis misconceptions in the real estate world? What do you hear that you speak to? I hear people tell me, and this was recent, you people make too much money. <laughs> you make too much money, and not, they don't think we work very hard. And I will tell you, uh, uh, when I put my ear earplugs in and took my nine days of licensing classes, I was shocked at the amount of information mm -hmm. I had to know. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. And so um, that was the first entree yeah. into understanding what I was getting myself into. And then um, I've just been on a learning curve ever since, which I love. It's just, it's a lot. And people don't realize yeah. how hard we work and what it really takes. Because really, we're all self-employed, right? We're in our own businesses. Yeah. And so it, you've got to get out there and make it or it, 
some people join teams too, and that's fine. Um, but I'm on my own right now. And so I've got to make it happen. I've got to meet people. I've got to, you know, connect, network, understand the market, understand the contracts, all the changes, um, deal with different people all the time. So it's, um, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Plus there's the, you know, all the expenses as well. I mean, you, yes. the marketing, the, yes, all the advertising, all the ongoing yep. education that you have. And, and, yep. uh, and then, you know, the final piece is you basically you work for free until you can close a deal. Yes. So that is correct. All the work that you did during COVID they you know, I, I have a realtor friend who, uh, for one client made, get this 34 offers. And, oh. and I'm not even sure if, if they eventually got a home, but yeah. you know, that's, that was the type of craziness, but that's a, you know, what a yeah. realtor has to do sometimes yeah. in order to get a deal going. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, all right. So I think we've just discouraged maybe 2000 potential new realtors uh, that, that would just add <laughs> on to the, what are their 2.3 million <laughs> realtors? And I know <laughs> I don't mean to do that. You just, it, it takes a certain kind of person. But yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. You it. it is a business and you really need to, to go into it as a business owner and not as a, Hey, this yes. is a quick way to make uh, some, some real yes. good money. And, and then all of a sudden you go, Whoa, didn't yes. know about this. Yeah. Yes. All right. How about, you know, we we're talking about all this work stuff. What are you doing for fun? Well, being in Florida, I, I'm learning to play pickleball. Oh, nice. Super fun. I'm just enjoying it. I work out quite a bit. I stay in shape. And so pickleball is just kind of a natural fit into my routine. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm enjoying that. And I'm kind of a business geek, kind of a commodity nerd <laughs> being in oil and gas because it's a global commodity. And yeah. you have to keep track of a lot of different things to understand what's happening in the market. And real estate's kind of the same way. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely become global. We have a lot of international people who come to Naples and want to mm. spend their winters here. It's, it's quite a, a global community. And so, yeah. What else? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and, and, those are the main things. And my goodness, talk about two gorgeous places to live. So, just, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, getting. Yeah. That, Wyoming is, is really international too because yeah. of the parks, Yellowstone yeah. and. Grand Teton. People love to visit there from all over the world. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's pretty cool. Mm. How about when it comes to a hardship life challenge? What comes to mind period of time? You were challenged. You got through it. Now you can say, hey, because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Well, I would say primarily my daughter, um, she was diagnosed with high-functioning autism when she was four. Mm. Started noticing some differences when she was two. And so getting diagnosed at an early age, she was born in 97 and she's high functioning autistic. So she went to college, she drives a car, she's smart, but she's challenged socially. So very restrictive in what she wants to do. It's very difficult to get her to step outside her comfort zone to do things she's never done before. So I had to, you know, instead of soccer mom, I was, you know, autism therapy mom. Okay, I did all kinds of different therapies to help her overcome her challenges. And um, it it was quite a journey, Hmm. Uh, probably until she was through about the fourth grade was the toughest time. And then she became as she grew up and matured, you know, it got better. 
Um, so it's still challenging now. She's with me here. Oh, good. She still lives with me. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, it's just been an amazing journey with her. And I've learned a lot. And I try to help other moms and dads that have newly diagnosed kids because it's, you don't even know where to start. Your head's just spinning. And so yeah. um, I'm always available to try to help yeah. people if, if they ask. Yeah, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Does she have a preference between Naples and Wyoming? Uh, Naples. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks I was nuts to live in Wyoming. <laughs> She's always worried about whether there's internet. Uh, and in, in, Na- okay. in Wyoming, maybe not so much all the time. Oh, my so. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, wow. Oh, man. Well, that's so, definitely anyway. a good place to go if you really want to get away from it all, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Something to be said for that. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about you and what you do in the real estate services side? What would that be? Well, I really like to dig into the numbers um, of what's going on in the market. We had such a dramatic shift um, between, I would say, like June through September. The market really started shifting and sellers hadn't caught up. So when I started talking about price reductions, they were looking at me like, what are you talking about? How dare you? (laughs) My neighbor got, you know, X over asking just two months ago. And I was like, I I don't know. I'm I'm sorry, but that's kind of gone by the way. It's like like Um, saying, hey, you know, my my friend sold his stock two months ago for three times what it's worth today. Uh, Yeah. Why can't? Very challenging. (laughs) And and it still is. I think we still have lots of sellers. And then we have have had buyers who are losing a lot of buying power because of interest rates. And they're they're shopping in in one price range and realizing I can't buy the house I want in that range anymore. So they're really having to readjust um, yeah. you know, what they're looking for. But I always say, if you're going to be on a 10 year time horizon to own a home, try not to wait to time everything. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to time it. Oh, prices are going to drop or interest rates are going to go down. And I understand that, but you've also got to do what's best for you and your family. Yeah. And trying to time things can really get you in trouble and, and is not worth the wait, particularly because we know the Fed's going to raise rates again probably next month. So that's that's kind of my advice lately, which always changes, by the way. <laughs> but that's my job, right? It's just my job to keep fun. up with, with the changes yeah. and to help people, yeah. you know, yeah. achieve their goals and, and work through what the obstacles are. Yeah. yeah, great advice. And you're right. I mean, timing the market uh, just drive you crazy and yeah it does yeah long-term and people get paralyzed and and i hope if you hire a realtor you will you will let them guide you because that's our job we're here to guide you and give you you know advice based on our experience the seller or the buyer is always in charge but we just appreciate it when you take what we have to say into consideration before making a decision yeah yeah, because you could personally invest it as well. I mean, you want to do what's best for yeah. your client and yes. you have a little different outlook because you're doing it every single day where someone yes. like myself, it might be every five years, 10 years, I buy a home and yeah. it's not like I'm going to be an expert in a few weeks, you know? Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I have to remember, sometimes people don't sell a house for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll say, you know, what are you looking for in a realtor? And they go, well, I don't know. We haven't 
done anything for 20 years. So I were realtors when I, I thought, well, that's a valid, <laughs> that's a valid point. Here's, here's kind of what I'm about. Mm-hmm. And does that fit what you're looking for sort mm-hmm. of thing? Hey, Vanessa, before we go, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so? Okay. Well, you can reach me by phone, which is 239-980-9062. You can call or text me, or you can contact me via email, vanessaN.cameron at evrealestate.com, or visit my website, which is vanessaNCameron.evrealestate.com. Thank you. Good. Very good. Well, Vanessa, really appreciate you stopping by and uh, sharing your expertise. Yeah, yeah. It's been really fun talking to you. Yeah, same. And we wish you the best going forward, both in Naples and Wyoming there. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.